0: And so our entire theme is live a better story. That's, and it comes from this idea that what I've run into, especially for entrepreneurs or it, it, this is everybody, right? But it, it, gets, it gets magnified for the entrepreneur is how are you doing? I'm good, things are good, life is good. And on the inside, we're like, I'm a mess. You know, <laughs> all these problems going on. I wake up in the middle of the night wondering how I'm gonna make payroll or whatever the mess is that's going on at, at that moment. And so what it really came down to from a greatness standpoint, where will your story take you? So giving someone permission, A, to embrace their own story. See, the one thing that I learned along the way that really became difficult is there's this, you know, eaters eat last mindset and everything about the service mindset, which is right. But we take it so far that we forget to give permission to put ourselves first in one sense like the priority of what we're dreaming about and what we want, and you have to take into effect everybody around you, but I think we take it to this extreme that like we're so last that then we feel like our opinion and what our desires are don't even matter, which then kills the the person who's the most important in the business is the dreamer and you are committing dream suicide to yourself because you're trying to serve so hard. And so it was trying to create a space of giving permission around Where will your story take you? What's the story you want to tell? And the people that you want to bring with you on that story, your spouse, your partner, your kids, your business partners, where is this going to go? And once we can help people come alive to that side of it, what we also began to find is 90% of the time, the story that they were telling didn't match where they wanted the story to go. So it's, it's kind of twofold. Where will your story take you? If you continue on the trajectory you're going right now, where are you going to end up? Welcome back
1: to the Entrepreneur Adventure
0: Podcast,
2: where we believe the entrepreneurial journey is one to be shared rather than traveled alone. Today's guest is reinventing what you thought you knew about financial planning and argues that money management is only one half of the equation. Please welcome Eric Donovan, founder of Paradigm, as he walks us through what successful life management actually looks like by utilizing the four G's. And with that, I'll turn it over to our hosts, Josh Melton and Chad Brown. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Adventure Podcast. By the time you're hearing this episode, we're going to be in the second quarter of 2021. Man, this year is moving by fast. Slide by, man. I hope you're out there crushing it in your business and your personal life. If you're out there crushing it, but you still feel like something is missing. This is the episode for you today. We have the founder, the president, the CEO of Paradium. Welcome Eric Donovan to the episode, man. I'm
0: glad to be here. This is I'm excited.
2: I'm excited. This going to be a good
0: time.
1: So, I was doing my research, Eric, and I found this thing on your website. And Uh-oh. I even brought a prop today. So for those of you guys on the podcast or just listening to the podcast, you can't see this, but I'm going to show you something created. I'm scared this right This is now. a birthday gift I got this past year, my 40th birthday, from a company, Chad, that you own with your wife, Lauren. Uh, Lauren owns it. You're kind of like the co-owner. Just am, I like havin- you're the, am I
2: having to pay for this? Like, you're the co-host. <laughs> <laughs> promo right here.
1: I've already, in, I've already paid it. <laughs> <laughs> <I> mean, yeah, <laughs> Invoice business for partners. this, Eric, I think. So this comes from Chad's company Between You and Me signs, but uh, you're not going to be able to see it extremely well. You're Eric, but can you can you tell what this is can you see no any way. of those words no way yeah yes. man so i'm yes. a big switchfoot fan and i noticed on your website you said that was your favorite band and i, I was like oh i'm hijacking this so this is dairy oh, so, no, no, you can hijack
0: dude it's so yeah chad tim drew and um jerome man those guys
1: and i've left somebody out anyway they won't be listening to this most likely so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm a big Switchfoot fan big enough to have, you know, my favorite song here on a on on my wall, and my so wall. Hijack this
0: super, super quick. So if you ever get yeah. a chance, you got to go to the Switchfoot getaway. They've had to cancel it the last two years, but I went to the very first one. Hung out with those guys for five days. Toured the studio. Every just ah, See, off the charts.
1: Me and Eric already got our next meeting booked right after the podcast. Man, we're going, we're going to Switchfoot concerts together. Um, so we
2: typically do this thing called the Entrepreneur Adventure Podcast, where we offer the audience some value <laughs> and some journey. But if you guys just want to keep talking and sharing your um, festival stories or whatever's I going on here, do. that's fine. I mean, I I can check out, or you know, we can record something else. Later. One of the
1: purposes of this podcast is to help people connect. Man, you know, they're <laughs> connecting it. with other entrepreneurs. <laughs> they're connecting with the stories. So here's the I good read. news: if
0: you're an entrepreneur and you feel like you're struggling, I would imagine there's a Switchfoot song out there for you. Exactly. I mean, I mean, I'm to
2: right, move, man. Now we're getting they're, somewhere. Now, yeah, we're all right? it back in. I'm like,
1: you're meant to live for so much more. Have you lost yourself? I mean, come on, dude. We could, me and Eric, and or, or if, you're, if you're feeling and, a little bit. Beat down, you're a dark horse, man. Dark horse, exactly right, Right, man. There's so many. We're (laughs) gonna do a podcast. Me and Eric are doing. We're gonna start our own Switchfoot podcast. I
2: I, I will say, in your defense, uh, I, I like like the first. I like checking off boxes, and this is the first podcast, uh, visual aid or prop that has ever been produced as part of what we're doing here. Yeah. So there you go. We at least got that. That's right, man. That's right. Well, so Eric, I, I feel like as the host, I have to approve these kind of Come things on. though. So moving forward, <laughs> if you would please send that. As well, the my, guest, uh, I approve. My, uh, okay. All right. Guest approves, <laughs> but just run it by my assistant. Let her. My assumption off, is that you, you, you know, did approve
1: my... of the building of this sign that your company built. But, but anyway, moving on. Uh, as the host of the show, I need to usher us into the the next part of this. Eric, look, man, we got some fun things to talk about, but can you tell us yeah. a little bit of your entrepreneur adventure, your story, and how you got to where you got? <laughs> yeah, I'm
0: going to give you this. We're going to speed through this. I was raised in West Texas. My dad was an entrepreneur, so he's always like, "You got to own your own, own thing. You got to do your own thing." And um, I lived this idyllic life up until about the seventh grade. My mom falls, breaks her arm. And my dad was in expansion mode, borrowing a lot of money to expand his veterinary practice and everything. And so um, and totally focused on the business. My eighth grade year, my mom got really sick. We buried my mom the day before I started my freshman year of high school. Which leads to my father filing bankruptcy two months before I graduate high school, lost the home I grew up in, lost everything, which creates this desire in me to just passionately go pursue something that will keep that from happening, right? So, I went, um, I had a degree in agribusiness. I worked for General Mills. They moved me five times in two years. I landed in Phoenix, Arizona, was completely miserable and thought, I I had a professor who was like, you got to get an MBA, you got to get an MBA. So, I got accepted to Arizona State's MBA program, went and sat down with the dean. He's like, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I'm really passionate about trying to help families keep from getting into the mess that I got into, my family got into. He said, you don't need an MBA, you need a job. Go work for a financial advisor or something like that. And so it's what I did. I took a $20,000 pay cut and lost a company car to go work for one of the big financial services firms in the country and was working overnights. And so I was able to absorb a lot of knowledge, which accelerated not only my learning but accelerated my promotions within the company. Within five years, we had an opportunity to move to the New Orleans area and take over um, for an office that they had here that wasn't running as efficiently. And then about, was this, 2007, 2008, um, I felt called to go out and open up my own thing, which is Paradigm. So I opened up Paradium uh, in 2007, right in the teeth of the recession, which will teach you something doing that just about survival and, you know, trusting that you had a vision for what you're supposed to be doing. And then probably the biggest twist of my life happened, which is what has led me to where I am today, which is I had a family come in who third generation wealth grandfather had started an oil and gas business, and they were getting royalty checks from that business. And they had young kids and like, hey, we need to put together a plan that'll help us figure out, you know, how we're supposed to do things. And so we sat down with them, really, really good attorneys, really good CPAs. We brought everybody to the table, had everything going. This family had an incredible heart for generosity. And when we got done with the plan, I'm just going to tell you, I was sick to my stomach. I was like, that's it? I mean, these, and I we hired the best. I went looking for the best on purpose. And I would I got done. I'm like, that's all you could come up with. That's all. You, it felt like there was no creativity around it and very little generosity built into it. And I'm going to have to fast. And I knew something was wrong with it. I'm going to tell you what was wrong with it. And then fast forward to what happened because something quickly happened after that that led me on to where I am right now. But What ended up being wrong is about seven, six or seven years later, that family's company went initial public offering, which took their wealth about 10x where it had been previously. And what was a great estate plan and a great tax plan turned into a terrible family plan. We ended up one of the nieces ended up dying of addiction. Um, they had one of the children, not an immediate family, but who went completely off the rails from a lack of motivation, knowing how much wealth they were going to hold on to. And it just really – it's been a struggle for the overall family because of how much the wealth – a great great tax plan, great estate plan. It just made the kids uber wealthy before they were 21 years old, um, and it, it the family talks. I mean people like, well, you can do trust and things like that. Sure, you can, but the kids know. kids know what's sitting in the trust for them. Anyway, so three to four months after that, I met a gentleman who became my mentor, who had been working at what I like to term the intersection of family and finance. So when you look at just doing things financially, usually it's, hey, here's a strategy, here's a tactic, here's a tool, here's an idea. And what I began to discover as I partnered along with him was the fact that most strategies, tactics, and tools work really well for about four or five years and then unfortunately have unintended consequences sitting on the back end that nobody ever thinks about that have to do with family relationships and, and dynamics. So walking alongside him um, for a number of years part and learning from him, and then eight years ago, he got ready to retire and I bought his entire business and integrated into ours. And so our passion is working with families at the intersection of family and finance. And what we begin to find is when we can ask really, really crucial family quit family questions, bring family communication and dynamic together, then all of a sudden, the toolbox of financial tools opens up in an efficient way that has never happened before. So we were were building plans for people that not only met their family goals, but was like, they're paying a whole lot less in taxes. They're being a whole lot more generous and getting excited about it as opposed to, you know, usually you have one spouse who's like, we got to do this financial stuff. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and then one who's like, "Okay, we'll do it." And we found families coming together, getting excited about it because they could see the dynamic of what was happening for the family and how the financial integrated with that. So that's may have been longer than you wanted, and I went quick as I could, but that's that's my journey,
2: man. That's that's amazing and in perfect uh, speed through that. I think you covered all the bases and. Uh, <laughs> What an amazing journey, and the way it started, and what led to your passion, man. That's uh, ooh, touches all our hearts there. Um, it's so awesome. You talk about the financial side of a, of a wealthy family and all the planning, everything looks great in black and white on paper, but yeah. in real life, just like in business, it can look great on paper. But it does not translate to the emotions and what happens mm. on a personal level. Just, And I think it comes back to education. Uh, you've got to have a foundation around education and management and those type of things. And, I, and it's awesome to hear what you're doing and definitely want to dive in and, and just learn more. I know when I was reading and learning more about what you're doing out there and, and what your beliefs are, you focus on... Greatness, growth, governance, which I have no idea what that is, and generosity. (laughs) So, uh.
1: Your company shows that you have no
2: idea what governance is. I don't. I'm like, man, I don't want to talk about politics. It's a wild west out there. man. all right, truth be told here, I X that one out, and there's some like preacher rule or something you guys got, and I had to add it back. There's like, (laughs) there can't be 3Gs. There's got to be 4Gs or. I have no idea. You're but.
1: talking to me earlier about getting approval before I bring a prop to the podcast, <laughs> and you're altering our guest like, what they can talk about. You're like, we're, we're not their motto,
2: that. their mission statement, their topics. Hey, I just changed that for you, Eric. And, yeah, I appreciate uh, that. I don't That's know how okay. long you worked on that or how many hours, but I just hijacked about 25% <laughs> of it and got rid of it. Don't worry about sending uh, the hard card, Eric.
1: It hurts. But,
2: but we're bringing it back. Tell us, let's dive into that. Greatness, growth, governance, and generosity, man. I know that speaks on some level to all of us. So, so tell us yeah. more. So, greatness—the
0: theme that we use around that—is where will your story take you? So, our entire theme is live a better story. That's and it comes from this idea that what I've run into, especially for entrepreneurs, or it, it, this is everybody, right? But it, it gets it gets magnified for the entrepreneur. Is how you doing? I'm good. Things are good. Life is good. And on the inside, we're like, I'm a mess, you know, (laughs) all these problems going on. I wake up in the middle of the night wondering how I'm going to make payroll or whatever the mess is that's going on at, at that moment. And so what it really came down to from a greatness standpoint, where will your story take you? So giving someone permission, A, to embrace their own story. See, the one thing that I learned along the way that really became difficult is, There's this, you know, eaters eat last mindset and everything about the service mindset, which is right. But we take it so far that we forget to give permission to put ourselves first in one sense. Like the priority of what we're dreaming about and what we want and you have to take into effect everybody around you. But I think we take it to this extreme that like we're so last that then we feel like our opinion and what our desires are don't even matter which then kills the, the person who's the most important in the business is the dreamer. And you are committing dream suicide to yourself because you're trying to serve so hard. And so it was trying to create a space of giving permission around where will your story take you? What's the story you want to tell and the people that you want to bring with you on that story, your spouse, your partner, your kids, your business partners, where is this going to go? And once we can help people come alive to that side of it, what we also began to find is 90% of the time, the story that they were telling didn't match where they wanted the story to go. So it's it's kind of twofold. Where will your story take you? If you continue on the trajectory you're going right now, where are you going to end up? And it's that divergence of where you're going versus where you are.
2: Yeah, I'm working really hard every day, killing myself. To go a direction I don't even want to go, yeah. I, 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 guilty of that. I've been there.
1: Well, I'd say too. As far as in my entrepreneur adventure, we're in the early stages of it, Eric. If you were to ask me that question, where will your story take you? And it was the amplification on how I was living my life in that moment. It wasn't going to take me anywhere great, because we were again, we were just putting ourselves so last to trying to serve all our clients. We just we had too many at the time, and Mm. we needed to be able to remember that, Hey, we're building this thing for some purpose that we're included in not to just kill ourselves trying to serve our clients. Like we got to, you know, you got to make sure that where you're, what you're doing now is going to take you somewhere that again, we would say probably is great at the end and burnout in my opinion, isn't, isn't greatness. No. That's where I was heading. That's where I got, I got there really quick too. It was awesome. <laughs> Made record time to burnout. It was phenomenal.
2: Well, well, I tell you for me, it, it, it happened two or three years ago. Uh, I went to a business conference and actually did not want to go. I, I, it was my wife's idea and I didn't think I had enough time to go. I'm too busy. I got too much going on. It changed my life in that aspect because it helped me realize something you said earlier, you're the most important part. One of the things they talked about there is I am the biggest asset of my business. If I really care about my business, I've got to take care of myself. I'm I'm the biggest asset if I'm not taking care of myself mentally, physically, financially. The business is screwed. I'm screwed. And and, man, (laughs) that's so important. And I went through 15 years of my entrepreneur journey doing the opposite. So, uh, Yeah. I I think
0: we're all guilty of that. I mean, one of the... (laughs) This would take me, I don't want to take this too far off and hijack this, but I'll tell you guys, I had an experience where I so I wasn't living this the right way, right? I mean, it's kind of funny because I'm in this business doing this, and I had a good friend of mine who pulled me aside. He's like, hey, I just need to ask you this question. And I'm like, what? He's like, why do you hate your family? Ooh. And I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, well, you're on, the, I just, I'd just come off of a month where 20 out of 28 days, it was February, I had been on the road. And he was like, I, they, you're never home. I hear you speaking all this stuff, and I hear you talking all this stuff. And so if this is what you teach, but you don't live, then I just assume you hate your family. And it was more of a wake up I wouldn't being rude. He was actually he said it much out of love, right? Um, he goes, here's what I want you to do. He goes, I, I challenge you to stop going into the office before nine thirty in the morning. He goes, what if you got up in the morning, spent time with your kids, worked out, did a little bit of journaling did some spiritual exercises, spent some time with your wife and just walked into the office at 930. And I was like, you've got to be crazy. I mean, they need me. I'm important. You know, there's things that go on. And then what happened? My leadership team, all my people around me, like stepped up. Like my business took on a different trajectory when I recognized my own greatness. Like I, and I treated myself that way and we as entrepreneurs and there's you know different on parts of that entrepreneur cycle if you're the only person in the office this may be a little bit harder um but as you go through this entrepreneurial cycle you've got to take care of you
2: i i think the challenge is the biggest tool to change an entrepreneur's behavior and habits as entrepreneurs that is all we respond to i think is challenges if somebody challenges <laughs> us to do something yeah. it's like <laughs> All right, I'll show you. Yeah, I can absolutely. I'm in. Yeah, he had right throw it the island, right? I'll win this. I won't <laughs> yeah. go till ten thirty. How do you like that? <laughs> were you and so were you able
1: to live up to that challenge, Eric? I mean, were you able to to instantly be like, "All right, I'll take that challenge," or was it something where there was some progression? We were like, "Let me like try to break these habits of working."
0: I, it was the way that that experience happened. To, it it happened inside of an event and the way that that whole event went down and that way that I got challenged on that, um, I came home and did it. I, okay. I didn't, I, I was, I was hurting. I was miserable. I, it was like, I need a different solution.
1: Okay. So when and, people I find did. themselves then like where, where you just said you were, you're 20, 20 out of 28 days, you're out, you're away from home where Chad is, as he mentioned a couple of years ago, me in the earlier days were just, just crazy hours. If we find ourselves in that spot where we have become maybe a little addicted to work, and we're not living in our greatness as a result, how do we make that transition? How, how do we bring it back?
0: Well, I think the first step is always recognition, right? I mean, you've got to at least acknowledge where you are. And <laughs> was it Albert Einstein who said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result? Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to work, work my
1: way out of working too much. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go into more debt to get out of debt. <laughs> USA, USA, can we change the country today?
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's more a recognition. And then it's like trying something else. And I think that, you know, I, it's, it's stuff that's, I come back to iterations, which is the way it was taught to me is body being balance and business. And what we think is that business needs to be first. And part of what I ran into in that challenge was like, it, that they kept telling us like, you don't have a, you think you have a business problem. You don't have a business problem. You either have a body problem, a balance problem with your family and your connection to your spouse, your partner, or you have a being problem in your connection to God and, and spiritual, your spiritual element. And once you start getting those things aligned, and so that's what the morning became. And so I would tell anyone who's stuck inside of that is take the same challenge. Stop going to the office before 930. Maybe you can come. Maybe it needs to be nine. I don't know. But create the space to prioritize you, to put you first.
1: And I don't think we do that enough. I think this challenge would would kill Chad. I just don't know if
2: he could do it. See, seriously, light bulbs are going off here because man, I've I've been down that rabbit hole. I've made those mistakes. When you talk about something is missing, and you feel like, hey, my business is making money, my business is bigger than I ever thought it'd be, uh, but something is still missing. And all a lot of us know as entrepreneurs is. I work more and I'll get more and I'll find that missing piece. I find that missing piece by going in the office an hour earlier or working more or mm-hmm. hiring more people or getting more clients. And that is the you're just magnifying the problem and and that's not what's missing it's in that balance. Hey, you zone. don't have
0: a, most of the people on this call don't have a business problem.
2: Yeah, that's huge. That's a huge revelation for me.
1: Yeah, you're right. I mean that's for me as well cuz my problems are with being Business partners with Chad half the time <laughs> keeps me out of balance, I man. I didn't want to say anything about your work <laughs> ethic problem, but we'll, I'm, I'm know, carrying I'm carrying so another, much of the weight of this podcast. podcast. I <laughs> got
2: I got soccer with my kids at four. I gotta go, man. I'm like, you just got here at two. I started so doing
1: this, Eric. That what you're saying, um, and it's a little different. But I, I just made the decision last year that I was gonna take my kids to the school every morning. It wasn't negotiable. Mm -hmm. Every now and then I might miss it. I don't book appointments that are before. You said 9.30, which is funny because that's my time. Because I'm like, I I drop my kids off between 8 and 8.15. And then I have basically an appointment with myself to live out my purpose that next minute. I do a video every morning, um, Mm. which by the way, my video today was about redemption has stories to tell. So there you go. Uh, Uh, There you go. But I do a video every morning because it's important to me to feel like I'm stepping into my greatness. And so I have been able to utilize at least that part of your rule for the greatness thing. And then Chad over the last couple of years has done the same thing where he is focused on like, you know what? I'm going to make sure that my personal health is a priority and he's done all these fitness challenges and working out every day for, Four hundred and fifty days, or running a Spartan races. race, right? That's what you are going to do. Yeah, we're about race. to
2: go on a Spartan race. Absolutely. Yeah, Tough they said, run. "Hey,
1: man, do you run the Spartan race?" It's like I can't. I got to take my kids to school. They're like, "It's Saturday." I am like, "They're doing summer school." They start making know. up it's stuff. Oh, I'm yeah,
2: I am coaching soccer. Yeah, I am coaching soccer. I am like, send me the schedule. I want to see very important the game, game that schedule. Saturday, Eric. But yeah, no, seriously. Yeah. Um, within the last two years, I've completely adopted and realized that revelation. I start. I stop booking appointments on Monday. I don't see any clients on Monday. I work yep. out for an hour every morning. Um, I have buffer times in my schedule every day. Here's the crazy thing: I'm talking to the tune of like 10 hours per week. I've allocated to non-productive client interaction, billable time. I am making more money now than mm-hmm. I ever have in my whole yeah. life. It yeah. doesn't make sense. You talk about we talked about the black and white on paper. It doesn't work on paper, but it works in real life and in business. I can't explain it, but it flips
0: upside down. It's a
2: total flip.
0: Everything that you think, and that's so that's the entire principle of Paradigm, which is the entire financial world is telling you. I mean, we could go through the other stuff, and we'll see how far we get. But if you want to get down to the core of what Paradigm does, is the entire financial world has you focused on the wrong things. It is. So if your entire life is focused on the wrong things, your energy, you're focused on the wrong things and the outcomes that you're looking for actually come from working backwards. Again, you go in to see an attorney or whatever. It's like, Hey, write me a will. Well, what if the better question was, what do you want to have the outcome be for your family before you ever wrote the will? The problem is the way that the attorneys and everything are set up is they're not wired to take you through the right questions. A, usually they're not counselor mindset. B, they bill on time. And so the other person sitting there going, "No, I just kind of need a will. I don't need to sit here and let you counsel me. Um, and so there's even a resistance from that standpoint. And so I don't blame, I don't blame the professionals. I think we've built an entire system. We've built an entire will, and the way that it shows up is the way that we get up every morning and go to the office and try and grind to make business happen, and we don't have a business. We- we, we may have a business problem, but your other problems are so much bigger that you're never going to solve the business problem by doing more business, Oh, that's but you actually could end up with more business. Like you said, Chad, I've seen this over and over and I've seen this in my own life. I've seen this to other people that we've coached, which is you might actually end up solving the business problem by fixing your body or fixing your balance or fixing the business problem will figure itself out.
2: Yeah. I know for me, it has built confidence. I was already a pretty confident guy. Now don't get me wrong. It has built confidence. <laughs> And made me realize more value in what we do and what I do, which has completely shifted how we approach business. And there's some Mm -hmm. ripple effect of all this working together, which is amazing. I mean, again, uh, I'm in better shape, I'm happier, and I'm making more money than I ever have. And if I'd have kept going down that direction I, I was currently on, I don't. I'd have some serious health issues, and I'd have some business problems, and I probably wouldn't have any employees anymore, and I may or may not have a wife. So it was, and uh, the other side of that coin looks pretty rough. Yeah, and I think well, that's it's the one same of the thing.
0: I said it's the unintended consequences that are sitting out five or six years. It's the unintended yeah. consequences yep. you continue to treat your body the way that you're doing. You continue to keep your relationships the way your spiritual connection, and the same thing is showing up in your business and your finances. You're making decisions on things that are going to have unintended consequences five to ten years down the road.
1: Yeah, and it's you're making wise decisions based on again, like you said, the long term. Like the 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 big picture is man, you got to. I don't want to neglect my kids for business right now. I only have them for a certain amount of time where I really can That's invest right. in them. Right. I don't want to be a bad husband because I'm at work all the time. And so the, the long picture is something different, which I think and hope transitions well here to growth. Cause I know for me, my personal growth has been dramatic over the last couple of years with mm. making these decisions to, to some degree, again, Not always put myself first, but in my mornings, in my days to say, all right, I got to take care of the things that like my spiritual life, my family life, the things that we would all probably say are more important to us than our business. Mm -hmm. I'm doing those things first. And for me, it's helped me to grow dramatically. So, Eric, take us there, man. There's greatness and then there's growth. Walk us through it. What's it look like?
0: Yeah, so growth has to do with, so everyone thinks that I need a better ROI return on investment. And our question is, now that you know what your kind of purpose is and why you're headed in this direction and where you want to be, what's your return on intention? Where are you, what's the return actually going to be when you get there? Because again, the finding is about 90% of the time, the trajectory that you're heading on is going gonna, is gonna to lead you to a really poor place. And one of the key things in, as far as growth Really comes into have you built the foundation that will allow you to grow? And I'm gonna tell you the number one place, if we only had enough time to talk about this thing that I would say that this happens and that most entrepreneurs don't realize is most entrepreneurs are type A visionaries. Go, 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 go. Ready, fire, aim, ready, fire, aim. And we it's how we build businesses. It's how we're successful because we take a chance to fire before we aim. The challenge is it's true.
2: Yes, yes.
0: Um, the challenge is most of us have a spouse or partner that I would call is kind of a faith element. They're there. They don't have the same vision. They just trust you. They love you and they believe that you're going to figure it out. But the ready fire aim, the risk of the ready fire aim personality is A, we think we've communicated the vision and the vision and the faith spouse, the faith partners over there going, I'm not really sure what you're, and you're like. No, no, no. I've explained this to you. We're doing this and this. And they're like, Whatever, which leaves them in a place of uncertainty. So, to really put the foundation of growth in place, it's about putting a place of certainty with the person who's walking along with you, so that they can build on and carry that on. And it it comes in a few different elements. It sometimes, at its simplest, it's like, when's the last time you had a date night?
1: Huh. You know. to to
0: build into the certainty of the really when's the last time you just put your phone down and spent time with your kids instead of coming home saying hello and then sitting in front of the TV with your phone in your hand for four hours.
2: It's interesting because you're relating the foundation of growth for you and your family, the same way I relate the foundation of growth for my clients and financial management of their business of, if your numbers aren't right, if your cost of goods are not correct, if your foundation's not there, the worst thing you can do is add customers' revenue on top of it. <laughs> you're compounding the problem. And it's the That's exact right. same thing over here on the personal side. If your foundation's broken, adding more work or, or more on top of that uh, is adding it to a broken system. Yeah, because oh, yeah.
1: there's a question. Again, we all see the return on investment side, and we see, again, the bottom line. We're looking for the black number on the bottom. And it can often be the question, and it's like, well, how much revenue do you do? What is your profit? And we ask that. And so if your profit's good, your company's good. If your profit's not, your company's not. And then there's another question, which is like, well, how are your people? Like, You know? like, Do they know what's going on? Do they feel confidence? Do they feel cared for? Because that ultimately, again, well, that's going to compound into your investment. Like, that's... (laughs) That's going to help you on the long term. So if you're trying to like- Well, I mean, one of the things that we them. see
0: the most, and I'm sure you guys probably see too, I mean, 75% of business owners don't even have an exit plan.
2: Yeah. No.
0: Yeah. I mean, exit's going to happen. How do you grow something you don't even have any plan to get out of? I oh, yeah. mean, one of the things that we run, we pull up for people is a chart on a timeline of where you are in your life. And most people we run into are in the third or fourth quarter of what's going on. I'm like, when have you ever watched a football game that they didn't have a game plan from the very beginning on how they were going to win at the end? And you're sitting in the third or fourth quarter with no plan on how you're going to win this game? And that uncertainty, whether you realize it or not, is echoing down through your employees. It's echoing down through the entire company, and it's echoing down when you go home at night. And it's this—it's these things that we leave undone that we think, well, that doesn't matter. I'll get to that later. No, you're inviting in the uncertainty that's leaving you with the wrong return on intention, and you're missing out on return on investment. You think those things are a distraction. They're actually what's going to fuel your
1: future. Yeah, I feel like we're talking about all of the furniture and artwork in my office right now. But for my, I just I turned 40 in December, and a friend of mine, I uh, love him and I hate him primarily for this gift. But he gave me a big, huge picture of the weeks of my life, and it had the ones I've already lived colored in, and it's a it's a sobering thing. It's exactly what you're saying, Eric. It's like look, it you're, is, yeah. You're in. It's it's not halftime anymore for you, buddy. You're not waiting for intermission. Like you're beyond halftime right now. Mm -hmm. And so I got to color in those little those little squares. I'm like, this is (laughs) painful right here, man. Pain. But you're right. Like here, I'm building business. I can get so consumed in what I do on a daily basis that I'm not mindful of what's going to happen in the third quarter. What's the plan for the fourth quarter? It's just like, well, no, I got to run this play that I'm in and not be thinking about anything else. It's like, no, 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 no. You got to zoom out too. Both of them are important you got to zoom in, but if you're not zooming out and seeing what the overall picture is, then you're not going to make very good decisions on a consistent basis.
0: No, and you may be growing towards the wrong things.
2: Mm. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. What? what I a, mean, how many times
0: do you guys see this? Because I, I see it all the time as somebody who thinks that they've got a business worth X and they just decide, okay, it's fourth quarter. I guess I want to sell, but they've had no plan along the way. It's like, hey, your business isn't worth what you think it
2: is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You've been one of the best uh, at bringing this up in conversations over and over over the years is, hey, there's only three things that can happen with your business and and that's it. You either sell your business, you pass it along to somebody in your family, or you shut it down. That's it. That's, yep, that's Those it. are the options. And if you're not planning around that and building your business to get what you want out of it as the owner, as the person building and sacrificing and planning for that exit strategy, why why are you in business? What? Did, yeah, you're not did living. You start this? You're
1: not living your life to build your business. You're building your business to, to live, live your life. life. And it's yeah. so easy to get that scrambled up, right? And be so like yeah. focused on the pressures of today that we miss out on what ultimately is important for us in our future. So, there's greatness. There's growth. There's Chad's favorite word, Eric governance. Governance. (laughs) So first you probably have to explain it to him. Uh, We don't have a dictionary handy. I know. So
0: governance has to do with how you manage your family and your relationships. Um, I'm trying to hit this as quick as I can. So there's four areas. It's values, vision, voice, and venture. And we look at, we look at it differently, whether we're in business or out of business. So values is pretty straightforward. What are, what are the values that we stand for? What's the values of the company? What's, but most companies and entrepreneurs have values inside of the company, but what are the values of the family? But it's this echoing of inside of values, is it just words on a wall or is it actually something we live? So creating paths and patterns of not only where the employees are living out the values, but in your home, you're living out the values and each family member buys into that. Vision is actually going to be something different than I find most people think. Vision is the idea that um, most people are running around pretty insecure. They have no idea. They're hoping, even the the wildest, most successful are carrying some insecurities. On the flip side of that, you see people all day long that you have incredible, wonderful thoughts about that you never say. And vision is around creating the space to speak the vision for the person and the people who have an influence around you and actually speak that into them right now whether that's through feedback to your employees and being like, I see so much you know, wonderful pieces inside. I see your own greatness, and I see you doing this inside of the company or inside of your kids or your grandkids if you're at that point. We hold on to so much, and we think it's all going to just be done when we pass away. Um, it's so much opportunity right in front of us right now on that side. Man, That's and,
1: huge, Eric. That goes into something where this is where I, like, I love what you just said. Because like my personal like mission statement or purpose statement is that I exist to tell a story that reignites mm. dreams, awakens souls, mm. and challenges the status mm. quo. Right, which is basically I dare you to move in a in a mission <laughs> statement. But it is man, it's to being able to see like we need those people in our lives that can do two things. One is that they can notice the things in our life that are good about us that we may not be looking at or we may we may be missing. But the other part is what you said earlier in your story, that you were doing something. You didn't probably see that you were doing it, but everybody was like, hey, man, this is where your current vision's taking you. But on the other side of it, you can say, go start, like, don't come to work till 930, and this is where that will take you. And casting those visions and saying, like, this is where you can get to. And it's exciting to have those people that believe in us and those relationships that we have on both sides. So somebody can say, like, hey, watch out for this, but also... Dude, run for this, man! This is where your strength lies. Go for it. So I I'll, I'll love that you're saying that with cast of the vision for other people.
0: I want to. This is another thing too, inside because entrepreneurs and business owners is what. It, what would happen if you created a space for your direct reports? And I always recommend that somebody never have more than four direct reports because otherwise it just gets crazy. But what if you took your direct reports and invited them into a time and a space, maybe once a month or a little bit more often than that? Was their space to talk about what's going on inside of their life, whether it's inside the business or outside the business and gave you time to coach and counsel them, how much more would they grow? I mean, the thing I think we fail to realize is we see them from nine to five and or eight to five or whatever, right? they're going home with struggles. They're going home. And how well do you know them outside of the office? How well do you know them personally? How well do you know what's going on in their life and the frustrations and things that they're facing and how much vision could you pour into them through a little bit of dedicated one-on-one time and how much more would you then reap and get out of them and productivity in the business if they just understood you cared?
1: Yeah, that's great, man.
2: It is great. And that's something that, uh, that's my biggest struggle it is mm-hmm. taking the time and allocating my time to connect and do that, understanding the big picture, which I believe uh, leads us into that next piece, the generosity side. And, well, hold do on a second,
1: I... Chad. Let me ask a question real quick. Because this is where the preachers always messed with me in church. They'd say they had three points and they'd give me two. I'm like, what was the.
2: Oh, am I getting off the. Of, okay, right, there right. was value There was two more I mean, V. I got to know the other There two were two Vs. more. I'm going to go through these real quick. So. Yeah, all right. Because yeah.
0: the. The fourth one will lead into generosity, which Perfect. is voice. I'll just say this really voice. quickly. If you're gutsy enough, give your kids and your employees a voice, even if they don't give a vote. Give them permission to speak Ooh, into the things man, that's
2: good. that they
0: don't agree with.
2: I love it.
1: So and feedback, then, honest feedback. They give permission to give honest feedback, if good or bad. You I get a voice. You
0: don't get a vote. You don't own the company, but I'd love oh, to yeah. hear what you have to say. Love it. Um, and, and one of the, the reason I say that is so many times people just want to feel heard. I think that's the biggest challenge we've had relationally right now in our entire country is no one's listening. Everybody's yelling. Nobody's listening. So create the space to listen.
1: Yeah, and you can't. Feel, if um, you don't feel heard, you can't feel understood. And people need to feel right. understood. That's it.
0: And then venture is about creating a greater purpose for the whole family or for the whole business. What are we really doing this for? It's not just for the bottom line. What's something that together we can come around and do to sometimes that, and what a lot of times that leads into is a generosity component, whether it's giving or volunteering or things like that. And generosity um, is just this idea that most people hold on thinking that if I give something away, I'm going to lose it. And what we've found is that you never lose by giving away
1: and in and, the end we're going to lose it all anyway. I mean going to that built the self like you <laughs> can't carry any of it with you. It's going to be given away at some point either by the you know the attorney that wrote the will for you we talked about it earlier or yeah. because you made a with intention. You chose to give it away in a way that again you were expecting maybe the return you wanted was the joy of being a giver. But I love yeah. that man. So venture so you're taking you're having the values of the the family or the company. You're able to Cast vision for the individual people based on their strengths. Everybody's got a voice, so they can give their feedback. And then the venture is all about like we're a team. What can we go and do to serve at a that's higher it. capacity? What can that's we do it. to make a difference? And that's what, tapping yeah. into that like higher level of it's not just about profit anymore. It's about purpose. It's about making a difference. It's not just about the money. You, you mentioned the story <laughs> earlier on of the people that were that were you know they knew the money part was taken care of. They didn't have this other stuff, and their lives were ruined. This is yeah. bringing that like ultimate thing like your life has got meaning, your life has got purpose, your business has purpose. Go for it. So getting into the generosity,
2: man, so I love it. So creating a generous culture r- r- whether it's family or business. Okay, hold on here for a second. I'm really excited about this part and I, I was fast-forwarding this here cuz I wanted yeah. to get into this and this is like so I read this on your website, Eric, and This relates on so many levels for me. Uh, I'm excited to discuss this. You have a statement, pay less taxes and be more generous without changing your lifestyle. Who wants to sign up for that? I'm in. (laughs) I'm in. Everybody's in. All right. Tell us how to do that. Well, so what it really, it comes back to
0: the intersection of family and finance. If all you start with is a strategy, tactic, or tool, it's terribly inefficient. And what we've found and built is a unique process where we come in and we ask the relational and family questions. Again, this intersection, what are you trying to accomplish from a family standpoint? Here's the the dirty truth that I will tell you. So I've worked with families of all sorts of different wealth. Our company has five templates that most families will fit into. And I don't care if you've got a high-priced New York attorney or you've got somebody local. But most people will fit into one of five templates on what their current estate plan looks like. There's little to no creativity that's happening out there because it's all about my pet strategy, my pet tactic, my pet tool. And so what we flipped on its head and what my mentor taught me was this entire concept and idea that, well, what if – What if you started with what the family wanted to do and then go found the very best tools to help them get to that point? And what we found was we could help them figure out exactly how much they needed to do everything they dreamed of, when and how to do the inheritance for their kids in a way that would bless them and not be a burden. And one of the things that's really cool that most people don't think about, we're big, big fans of lifetime inheritance. What can you do while they're living so that you can build in values, vision, voice, adventure through the inheritance? So we're building all of that in and what we began to find is if you just find those answers out, now you can go find the right tools and minimize taxes and optimize the amount of giving without changing anything about your lifestyle. It takes more time. It takes more time for the person doing it. It takes more time for the professional who has to help them walk through that. And most professionals are more about the next, I gotta make the next sale, I gotta make the next sale and they don't invest the time. And we just found a place missing in the marketplace. This is the crazy thing. Everyone that comes, almost everyone that comes to still has their attorney, still has their CPA. We just become the person who comes in and asks the questions to help them efficiently put it in place.
2: That's really cool. And and man, that that is such an interesting concept because in the entrepreneur space, a successful business owner uh, historically will work like crazy, will grow their business, will live in their business. Uh, they'll have $2 million, $3 million, $5 million in the bank will die. Mm -hmm. And like, I really care about my kids. I'm leaving them $5 million. Why are you waiting until you die to share this with your kids? Why don't you leverage that for experiences, for opportunity while you're living, share your experience, share your knowledge, do something together. The the system behind, let me wait till I die to share something Mm -hmm. with you or to just give you something with no education and, and no guidance and, no vision of where to go from there or what to do. It, it's amazing how our society has built this system or expectation that is so broken. It makes logically yeah. makes no sense at all.
0: Well, let me drop one other hand grenade in the middle, knowing that we're short on time. But I'm going to drop this hand grenade anyway, which is most business owners are focused so much on the exit and they think okay well when the exit happens then i'll do all these things the one thing that we've to found, the one thing that we've found that we've really tried to show entrepreneurs is money doesn't cause problems Mon- money reveals and magnifies all the things you've been ignoring and so you go from one day i got a couple million dollars in the bank and business that's worth x but these business owners who find these bigger exits all of a sudden you take 10 20 times what you had in the bank and drop that in and you've got relational problems waiting on you you never expected and so, it's a it's why we hit the intersection of family and finance. We've got to come in and talk about all the family issues that could happen, would happen, should happen, so that that hand grenade doesn't... You think this is your best day ever because you just got paid for selling your business. And in some instances, it could be a nightmare because there's so many relational issues waiting on the other side because you didn't prepare to address them.
1: Wow. That's so yeah. true, man. You're right. And again, it's it's so tempting for all of us to get so fixated on, like you said, the exit, right? So, like, I'm trying to get to some place in the future so I can ignore a lot of stuff today because I can fix it later. It's like,
2: and I can fix it with money.
1: Oh, yeah, it's like I can it's fix not. it with money. That's
2: yeah. the that's the entrepreneur answer to everything. If I had more money, I could fix it. Or this. I can Gosh. fix it
1: with time. And at, when I yeah. sell it, I'll have the time. And it's like, no, 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 yeah. no. you have to invest the time now, Eric. You can't go to work till 9:30. You got to invest the time <laughs> now. You can't be gone 20 that's days it. out of the month. It's just. We we know this when it's spoken to us, and we can open our heart to receive it. But in the moment, it just feels like. But I gotta go do that. Me and Chad have been talking about this for like a couple of weeks, by the way, Eric. As far as in different opportunities and trying to say no and quit things and stuff like that. So, <laughs> man, it's pretty crazy. But Eric, I already know this. We're gonna if as long as you're okay with it, uh, we're gonna book another episode with you because there's a, I, We could we feel like we just pop the top, you know. Tsh- like, we, just, <laughs> we just opened it up, man. We only
2: covered like two letters of the alphabet that you two have all of these different four-item things that we got to stick to. My yeah. question yeah. is, can we... we
1: so I want
0: to do an entire episode where we work in Switchfoot title songs or lyrics into uh,
1: the conversation. I can do it all day long, man. All Let's go. day long. I, and this is yeah, your I, life, man. This is I, your life. You I apologize.
2: I'm booked up that day, um, <laughs> but, you know... I, Y'all y'all fill me in and I'll watch the episode. Hey, Chad, don't
1: I don't want to hurt your feelings right now, but I feel like as your friend I can tell you that I don't think Eric was invi- invited inviting you into that, that episode. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Eric Donovan, uh, man, we are so thrilled you were with us today. And seriously, like we gotta get you back on the calendar because again, we just popped the top. We know there's so much more there for all of us entrepreneurs as we're going on this adventure. There's more to consume here that can be a benefit. Uh, to all of our friends, to all our our listeners. So, so thank you so much for your time today, Eric, and for sharing yeah. with us. Man, we'll give you the last me, word. If there's one I thing can, can Let me say. give you one little thing. Yes, yes. We'll give you one little one
0: thing for everybody and tell, us where,
2: tell everybody where they can find you.
0: Yeah, so the best way to get in touch with me is eric, at parad- E-R-I-C, at paradiem.org, dot org but here's, here's my gift and my offer for anybody who's listening today who this resonated with. We have built something we call the Family Impact Kit. If you listen to this about the intersection of family and finance, if you send me an email and put Family Impact Kit in the title, my team knows what to do with that. I know how to use that. We'll send you a download. It is a day worth of activities you don't have to do in a day that are centered around greatness, growth, governance, and generosity of things that you can already begin doing and get active in with your family. So anybody who's listening that gets that download, I think it'd be incredibly valuable for.
2: Awesome, man. This has been fantastic. I'm excited to have you back. Uh, Such valuable content and just thank you for your time, man. Thank you for what you're doing. Appreciate you joining us today.
0: Yeah, it's been awesome. I appreciate it. I look forward to the next time.
2: If you're a fan of the Entrepreneur Adventure podcast, we would love to hear about it. You can leave us a review right here on your favorite podcast app. You can subscribe to the podcast or you can find us on Instagram at the Entrepreneur Adventure. Until next time, thank you for joining us.